Welcome to HLB Cross Border Business Talks, HLB's global podcast series on international business topics. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrea Mosley, and I'm joined today by Jim Bork, HLB's global advisory leader, and Pratizio Prospero from HLB's Emerging Technology Group to discuss the latest trends in emerging technologies. So, if I can start with um, uh, gen general question. So the last, last few years saw smart technologies such as AI and the cloud really come into their own and have a huge impact on global businesses. Are there new trends on the horizon for 2020 or do we expect businesses to embrace existing tech more? Thank you, Andrea. Um, in my opinion, 2020 will be a challenging year <clears throat> for the implementation of a number of technologies. Uh, which we have uh, been uh, seeing uh, raising over the past few years. Um, personally, I think that a key role um, in this respect would be um, the uh, implementation of the 5G technology, particularly, because this will help a number of technologies which are directly related to the 5G to come into effect, into application. Um, you know, I mean, I'm not talking about 5G only for the augmented reality gaming, uh, which, of course, uh, by itself, it's already an exciting, uh, you know, uh, thing. But uh, I'm looking at the business application of this technology uh, and the way how this technology will be uh, able to favor the Internet of Things and the edge computing, because these, form, in my opinion, they will be definitely uh, key for the business and for the uh, future uh, development of, of businesses. So Andrew, from my perspective, I think we're going to see more of an expansion of AI in a lot of the tools that we are using in our practices today and how we do audit, how we do tax, and how we do advisory. I believe that, uh, that we're, we're going to, as a profession, gain a better understanding of data. We're going to see more data. And with that, it's going to create challenges uh, for the accounts at practice is really visualizing that data, making sense of the data. So I think we're going to see expansion of the tools for that space, tools like Microsoft's Power BI, tools that have been around for a number of years, but quite frankly, our profession has not embraced them in the past. And uh, I've seen it traveling the globe over the last year, how all of a sudden Power BI is showing up on everyone's radar. Why? Because firms are facing this data challenge. They want to understand the data. Uh, and uh, the, the tools that were previously on the market uh, did not handle that. I think we're going to see an expansion of other technologies that people have been wondering, like, when is it going to explode? Things like, like blockchain. Uh, we've been talking about blockchain for so many years, and uh, everyone is scratching their heads wondering how blockchain is going to impact what they do. I think we're going to see, it's not going to be an overnight thing, but we're going to con continue to see more of an expansion of blockchain in that space. So talking about blockchain, um, HLB recently launched its inaugural survey of business leaders. And according to findings from that survey, block, things like blockchain and IoT are considered less of a potential disruptor than AI. Um, why do you think that is? Yeah, that's, that is a good point. That's exactly in line with. So we, we've been talking, if you think about IoT, IoT, Internet of Things, all it simply means is things, devices that are connected together through the utilization of the internet as, as, as the wiring, as the back. Uh, and then we look at blockchain, why is it that business owners feel it may not be 
as relevant, as important, uh, you know, tomorrow, it's because it's a longer process. A lot of people touch it. You think about blockchain. Every single person on the chain needs to understand blockchain, needs to implement systems related to blockchain. That process doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long period of time. Uh, is it happening in the big uh, box stores? I see it in North America with wall companies like Walmart where they're requiring their suppliers, farmers to participate in the blockchain network. Yes, we see that. Uh, but from a reality perspective, the types of clients that we serve as a firm, we serve the SMEs, the small and medium-sized businesses. They have not yet seen the impact. Have they seen the impact of IoT? It's not going to be a shocker. It's not going to be overnight. Uh, if you compare it to individuals in their homes, my home, I got IoT going all on my on my house. Everything is connected to the internet. Uh, my bed is connected to the internet. My my thermostat is connected to the internet. My my Siri is connected. My Alexa is connected. So all my refrigerator is my light bulbs. I could keep going on and on, Andrea, about all the things. But businesses, it's different. It's not everything is as connected except for the mobile devices and the uh, laptops and things like that. So it's not going to be an explosion overnight. Yes, um, I fully agree with uh, what Jim just said. Um, and what I think is that, first of all, we should be looking deeper at the reasons why the, leader, uh, the leaders have responded in this way, and especially from which industry background they are coming from. That makes a big difference. Having said that, uh, like all new in innovations, um, there are still a lot of unknowns uh, about blockchain uh, and how it may really work in, uh, in the real world. So um, there are several issues that they still need to be cleared uh, you know, before this becomes a fully mainstream uh, technology. Uh, I'm looking at scalability. If you think that the transactions that you can perform now on Bitcoin are a fraction of the transaction uh, in terms of time, pers uh, in terms of time uh, that a credit card can actually today perform, so we are still we're still seeing a big difference under that point of view. We're looking at integration. We're looking at public trust, which is a major issue because although we have our um, data mainly public but you know putting them on a network which is decentralized it changes the perspective and connected to this is the security because we've been saying that we cannot forge blockchain that blockchain cannot be hacked but is it true i mean do we have 100 percent can we give 100 percent reassurance that this is the reality so personally, I think uh, that blockchain still needs to keep up with the promises. I mean, it's a, definitely it's a very promising technology, but we still have a few uh, issues that we have to clear before this you know, takes uh, the full uh, potential. Um, it's true that technology holds a lot of possibility uh, to reduce costs, to bypass third party, and to improve transparency. These are these, these are facts, which is uh, which are re reality. However, we may also understand that some industries they may not need it. I mean, we cannot pretend that all industries will be uh, you know needing the implementation of a blockchain. 
So that's why I was telling you before, we need to look at who has responded and from which industry he was responding. Because in certain instances, I'm, I am of the opinion that um, some industries we may not need you know, the, uh, the implementation of such technology. So basically that is, I think, uh, the reason, could be the reason of the results. Well, if we've also found through the survey that more and more companies are generally placing technology at the heart of their business models, um, but with the focus on their transformation, transformative qualities rather than their disruptive qualities. Uh, why do you think that would be? Honestly, I believe that few people or few companies are really able to disrupt the market. Uh, sometimes we tend to uh, confuse a disruptive co technology with uh, uh, the capability of being disruptive on the market. What I mean is that because the technology gives you the tools to uh, disrupt the market, it doesn't mean that you are capable to disrupt the market. But most probably you are cap capable of um, taking other advantages from that technology. So you are capable of changing the way how you're working. You're capable of uh, transform the way how you're working. So getting more efficient, uh, implementing uh, the technology within the organization and will definitely help you streamlining processes, saving costs. Doesn't mean that you are disrupting the market. Um, I think that this is something which we have seen also in the past. Um, if we're looking at companies, uh, for, for if we're looking at the initial IT revolution, uh, when the first desktop computers came into place, I mean, there were a lot of players, but who really disrupted the market? Microsoft and Apple, no one else. They are the disruptive companies. If we're looking at the internet, who really disrupted the internet market? Google and um, Amazon, for example. How many search engines are uh, I mean are, are, are set on the internet, but who is disruptive is Google. Uh, if we are looking at uh, uh, e-commerce, how many e-commerce portals are available? But who is this disruptive one? The disruptive one is Amazon. So what I think is that when we speak about a disruptive technology, um, we do not refer to the fact that everyone will use that technology to disrupt the market, but to the fact that the technology will potentially provide you with a tool to disrupt the market. Disruption is not for everyone, uh, but everyone can benefit from the transformation that that technology can bring. So let me spin it a different way. So let's, let's talk about the technology and give an example of a disruption that technology has made. And in fact, it does have the ability to totally disrupt the market if it's, if it's not understood the right way. Uh, look at Kodak and uh, look at the company Kodak. Kodak owned the film space. Back when I was a kid, we'd buy film, we'd take pictures, we were cautious not taking too many pictures, we'd take that film, we'd send it out to get developed, we'd pay to get it developed, and we'd get back paper prints of film. So look at what Kodak did. Kodak was very intelligent, they embraced technology, they put a lot of money into R&D, and Kodak developed digital photography. That was developed by Kodak. So Kodak, where did they go wrong? How did the technology that they developed disrupt them and their market? They basically put themselves out of business because what they failed to realize is how quickly 
that that technology was going to disrupt their market. They believed, even though they created digital photography, that they still had a long runway on their legacy technology, their paper technology, their film technology. Uh, And they underestimated the reaction of the marketplace on this new technology they developed. The bottom line is, fast forward, Kodak is not around today. Kodak filed bankruptcy because Kodak did not... Uh, realized the change was going to happen so quickly. And think about it. They owned the film space. They owned the digital space. Where they failed is they failed to consider how quickly that technology was going to disrupt the market and then disrupt themselves. So I look at our profession today. Technology is very quickly changing. Our profession is changing from compliance services to advisory services. Some firms are still in disbelief. Some firms are still not drinking the juice. They still feel that they are going to make a living long into the future by offering offering audit and tax services. I will tell you, those firms could become the next Kodak. Well, you talked about um, firms and their, uh, you know, ability to be concerned about new new initiatives. Um, Talking, going back to the cloud, with the you know continued migration of systems and data to cloud um, cloud based organizations, should companies be concerned about the potential for things like breaches and malware attacks? Uh, yes. So it, it, look, it, it, migration to the cloud is just a natural progression with technology. Technology is moving from in-house systems, from legacy systems, from servers, from desktops, from computers that companies kept behind their bricks and mortar to the cloud. Every industry is going through a cloud transformation right now. And with that cloud transformation comes risks. We always have risks whenever new technologies are introduced. Those risks are creating new opportunities from individuals that want to commit frauds on companies. They're finding new creative ways to steal money, to steal resources, to commit frauds. So should businesses be concerned about about, uh, security uh, and issues in migrating their data to the cloud? Absolutely. Should they run and hide and not move to the cloud because of those risks? Absolutely not. Uh, You look at, uh, there's so much that can be done today to protect a company's uh, private and confidential information that is on the cloud. Uh, You you look at our profession, what we have done, uh, we we audit a company's cybersecurity readiness. So who would think that accountants, they're auditors, right? They traditionally own the audit space. They audit numbers. Uh, They audit financial statements. Now we have the ability to audit we have a set of standards that looks at best practices around security and control. So what I do every day, I say, yeah, I am really concerned about hacks and breaches and about malware attacks because they're going to happen every single day. Uh, but I would also say it creates opportunities for those in our profession that are out there to help protect uh, our their clients' uh, private and confidential information. So lots of opportunities are being created as a result of that. Um, and then lastly, for those businesses that haven't yet still fully embraced the full potential of you know, emerging technologies, what would your one key takeaway of, of advice be? Well, um, I, would suggest, I would suggest them to, stas- to start rushing. Um, to start rushing understanding how the technology will affect their business and their internal processes. Technology changes and evolves very quickly. And it is very easy to fall back. And 
if you are not aware of what's going on, if you're not ready to embrace the changes, you will be losing your competitive advantage very quickly. Today, basically, if you don't uh, manage to keep up with technology, you will be left behind and, uh, you know, other companies, other individuals will take, uh, you know, will take your position. That is what I think. So they should be rushing and making sure that they do their homeworks properly and start implementing new technologies. I agree 100%. You, you, uh, my opinion, you can't rush quick enough because uh, technology is going to change everything we do quicker in the next five years than it has in the last 30 years. Uh, it's changing and transforming every single thing that we do in our businesses. So we all need to remain totally relevant. Uh, to remain relevant, we need to embrace technology. We need to be able to embrace it, uh, to uh, embrace change within our businesses, to embrace that new technology, and to deploy it. And like I said, it's going to change our businesses quicker in the next five years, uh, in my opinion, quicker than it has in the last 30 years. Great. Thank you both for your time. Thanks for listening. For more information about this topic and other cross-border business insights, visit www.hlb.global forward slash insights.